Hey guys, it is Janine back again at the nude beach. And you know what we do here? We talk about unmasking from the past and we get a little bit vulnerable. So today I have another special guest. We have Julia Paulston and we're going to talk about some of the things that she has gone through on her journey and we're going to get, you got, you know, a bit vulnerable. So welcome, Julia. How are you today? Thank you. (laughs) You know, I'm good. And I, and it's so funny because most people are like, oh, got to be vulnerable. Oh, that's so scary. Yes. And and it's so funny because I'm like, I put everything out there. I like, here's, here's my story. This is who I am. If you don't like me, it's not, it's none of my business. Yeah. I'm the same way. And I think like, that's why I created this channel just to make these taboo topics more, more open for people so that they can know that they're not alone. Right. And so that like, cause we all go through some kind of either tragic event or trauma or whatever it is. And we like to hush hush where it's like, no, no, we can't grow and learn from that. Right. And so yeah, yeah. it's it funny. I was on a podcast called uh, my secret life. And when I fired off the email, I fired off what I was going to talk about. And then I was like, I probably should have not done that because I mean, it was a super vulnerable topic, but it turned out to be amazing, but it's, she asked why I wanted to talk about it. And I said, because there's so many women out there that have walked in these shoes and feel completely and totally alone. And I think that what you're doing is amazing to be able to say, Hey, let's have a vulnerable conversation. Let's, let's talk about the, the stuff that nobody wants to talk about so that, people don't sit in their house and go, uh, well, you know, my trauma is not as bad as hers. So I just, I, I won't talk about it. Yeah. Well, and when you talk about things, it gives you empowerment, right? And that's the whole reason why I created, well, this podcast and my business, because I want people to know that, you know, we've all gone through something and the more that we become quiet, the harder it is for people to get over these situations. So yeah. With that said, let's let's talk a little bit about you. So, like as you know, here we we do bring up past stuff. So, what is, what is your journey that has brought? Where did you start? <laughs> oh, so I started fifty four years ago at my birth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, seriously though, uh, I started uh, fifty four years ago, uh, and at twelve years old, I discovered that uh, booze and boys were so much more fun than, than anything else. Mm -hmm. And uh, that started my journey (laughs) and it's been interesting. I mean, I've been homeless. Uh, I've been in the throes of addiction. Um, I've gone through, uh, I think one of the topics that is very challenging for Peter Paul to talk about is abortion. Been there, done it. Um, I've, and I tell people I've walked four pairs of shoes so I've had an abortion. I gave my oldest son up for adoption. I raised my son as a single parent and I'm a foster mom. So it's pretty hard. Oh, wow. To... You've had all the spectrums. The whole spectrum. Um, so there's that. And then I've been sober for 32 years. And the big thing that's happened recently that has really catapulted me into this realm uh, in creating my own podcast and my company and all that is, is I call it the trifecta of unfortunate events. <laughs> Oh, I've lived that too. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, 2020 was just a shit show. I mean, can I no, say that's that? That's totally fine. We okay. are very open here, right? Sometimes okay, good. I'm totally out. open on my podcast and I tell people, you know, I cuss and I'm cute. So it's a balance. Yeah. Um, so 2020 obviously was a shit show. Uh, I 
when we got locked down, I was uh, an educator for a Fortune 500 company. I traveled around and I educated stylists and I did all of the things. And when I got stuck in my house, depression kicked up. My attitude got pretty bad. Um, I didn't play well with others in the sandbox. And all of the things that were brewing just bubbled over. Yeah. And then July 11th, I was like, you know what? I need a day off. So I went out on a boat with a friend of mine and uh, we were out there and her husband, I decided I was going to spin around and then slide into the bow of the boat. Well, he hit the throttle when I turned. And so I got launched and I came down in the boat and I broke my wrist in three places. Oh, so yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't do hair anymore because we just got the go that we could be back in the salon and do hair. So I got to be back in the salon for two weeks. So it was like, Oh my God, I get to be around human beings. I get to touch people, <laughs> not in a creepy way, yeah. but I get to touch people. <laughs> and so, so I was super excited. And then, you know, like a month later I broke my wrist and then which just really ratcheted everything up. So August 27th, I was invited to not work for the company anymore. So it's a polite way of saying I got shit canned. Uh, I got fired. Uh, and I lost my identity because I, I'd wrapped so much of who I was around, around my job. A lot of people and, tend to do that. Yeah. And so if you ask me, who am I? The first thing I do is I tell you what I did. So I panicked. And then September 15th, I live in Pensacola, Florida. September 15th, Hurricane Sally came along. And I had three feet of water in my house oh and I my. lost everything that I owned. Wow. How was that? Like that's, I don't even know what to ask in regards to that. That must've been super traumatic just in itself. So it's funny because, you know, I'm in the process of starting to write a book because enough people I've heard, it's like, you get the call from the universe. Yeah. Like you hear the call and you're like, yeah. You know, I'm just gonna go ahead and put that in my spiritual voicemail. I'm just go ahead and just I'll, I'll check it later. <laughs> and it's, it's like those people that call you and go, Janine, I'd like to. You know, those people call you and it's just incessant. And I yeah. kept hearing that call and and I ignored it. And the universe was finally like, listen, I'm done playing with you. Yeah. You've been asking for something big. Girl, I'm trying to deliver it. You're not listening. So hey, let's just go <laughs> It's like those it. memes that you always see on Facebook where it's like, okay, I sent you a flower and yeah. you got like, I, I, I sprinkled a couple leaves over here and feathers and like, they're just sitting there angry. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was so me. And it's like, okay, so we're going to break her wrist. No, 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 she's still not listening. Well, let's see what happens when she loses her job. That'll put her down to her knees. Yeah. Well, no, no, still, still not listening. And then I was like, okay, cue hurricane. Um, and when it happened, it was like, I I've never been through a hurricane. Like I did this live yeah, for Facebook in the middle of the hurricane. And I was laughing because everybody was like, oh, it's just a, it's a cat one. It's no big deal. <laughs> so I went to bed cause I started getting scared. And then I was just before I went to bed, I'd, I'd been sitting out in my car, charging my phone. Cause we had no electricity and somebody posted that Jim Cantori was at Pensacola beach. And all oh. of a sudden shit went sideways because when Jim Cantori shows up, it, that's never a good thing. Like he yeah. goes where all the scary stuff happens. And so then it's too late to do anything. Yeah. You're so I went in to it. bed and I thought, you know, maybe I'll just sleep through it. It'll be fine. And I woke up at about 1215 and I heard something. And so I got out of bed and my feet hit water. Oh, wow. 
And there is no words to describe the feeling of standing up in your feet or in water in your house. No. And so I panicked, <laughs> like serious, just absolute panic. And so I started dialing for dollars for the people that I knew, got my dog. And by the time I left the house, there was no water in my living room. But by the time I left the house, there were six inches in my living room. Holy so God. I, I had tossed the, the desk that my, gra- my great-grandfather made and a magazine rack, the rocking chair from when I was in a baby, and the rug that my mom, hook latch rug that she yeah. made for me when I was born. All that went on the kitchen table. Everything else I lost. I had the clothes that I had in my suitcase. Um, I, I, hadn't, I didn't even own a pair of shoes when I came home. Um, wow. I had to borrow a pair of flip-flops just to have a pair of shoes. Um, so I had shorts and t-shirts and underwear and that was about it. That was, that was what I, I came home to. Uh, wow. And when you are in that rock bottom, there is, there is such a absolutely overwhelming emotion of fear yeah. and rage and grief and and just confusion thank yeah. god my friend dawn said come stay with me and so i went to stay with her while they fixed my house and i'm back in my house this is my house and so i'm back in my house <laughs> um and through all that though i i ended up being put in contact because i love how the universe works with certain people who helped me to develop my brand um, which is Divine Phoenix Rising. It helped me to. I love that you actually use the Phoenix because that is my logo as well, which is. I, <laughs> it's I like, have. Yeah, I it's, use. It's everything. It's yeah. it, when I first did it, it was funny because the people I were talking to, they're like, oh, you know, you're in a hurricane. You should do the Lotus because it just blooms in all the mud. Like, yeah, we'll see. I use a lotus and and uh, a phoenix because like that's life, right? You're in right. the shit, and then you go through the fire, and then you come out, and you're just beautiful, roaring. <laughs> and I and I looked at her and I said, "Well, so I, I I love the lotus. I have nothing against anybody that wants to use the lotus, but does my personality remotely <laughs> does it remotely remind you of anything growing out of the mud? No, I am fire. I am fuel. I am fuego and flames. Nice." My personality is my greatest strength and it's also my kryptonite. Well, that's who you are, right? So your yeah. your whole branding is you. <laughs> yeah. It, it it is me. And it's it's so funny because I did a, a master class a couple of weeks ago and my mom was she was so funny. She said, Honey, you know, I loved your class. The information was amazing, but but you but you swore a lot. Oh, that's my mom too. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And my mom's going to listen to this and she's going to laugh. <laughs> no, it's funny because my mom, she, she doesn't know. She, she, bless her heart. She's 81. And she's like, honey, I don't know where I can watch your podcast at. And I said, well, mom, you don't watch it. You listen to it. Oh. And so I've never given her the link because she just, she just shit herself. So poor Aww. thing. But uh, it's so funny. She's like, do you, do you think that's professional? And I said, here's the, what I do know. The people yeah. who want me because what I say resonates with them yeah. aren't going to care if I say shit. That's so true. That's so true. I, 
I, I say the exact same thing because sometimes, you know, I try to be professional, but I'm right. like you. I'm very fiery, right? Yeah. And our personalities shine. And then we get over exuberant and we get into it. You're like emotion flares, you know? And it's like, I got to get this realness out. And then things slip. <laughs> it's like the passion. It's the passion. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I told her. I said, you know, the, the, here's the, and the, and that I think is what got me through this. Yeah. You know, I, I've been through some shit in my life. I, I, the, girl, it would make your hair go straight. You have beautiful, naturally curly hair. Some of the stories that I could tell you about my life would make your hair you go said, straight. I think we need to talk after, cause I think we have a lot more in common that you, than you uh, even know. <laughs> Right. And it's funny because I, one of my pod, so I have a podcast It's called be the Phoenix of your own life. Mm. And I did a whole episode and I called it the four, the four shoe or the four, four pairs of shoes. Okay. And I, and I, and I kind of went into my journey there. I've talked about my recovery from alcoholism. Um, I I'm very transparent about my story because I remember sitting and, and sitting in the ashes Mm-hmm. And the different times of, of being homeless and, and going to, you know, after the club closed, just finding who was having an after party or someone who just for a place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And someone that looked halfway decent so that if I woke up in the morning, I didn't have to chew my right arm off to, you know, to get yeah. out of bed and at least <laughs> I'd have a place to shower. And yeah. I say these things and people are like, oh my God, why would you tell people that? Well, because I'm not the only one. Yeah. Well, and it's a part of you can't be this person that people comes to without expressing these things. Right. And you can relate. That's the thing. And it gives that empowerment to other people. And we don't have a lot of that. I've noticed like my story is very similar to the things that you're bringing up. And I've talked about not on my podcast, but on my YouTube, like I've, I'm just like you, I sell it all because yeah, it gives people that light. They're like, Oh, and like, I tell people all the time. I'm like, I swear I've lived a thousand lives in this life. And it's like, I look back and it's like, Whoa, Oh my God. I have come from that to where I am now. And then like hearing another person like yourself saying very similar things to what I've gone through and that, that journey. Right. And it's like, see, we are all in this together and we are that pillar of hope because like my mom used to always tell me, she's like, one day your story is going to be the savior for another. And it's 100% true. There's people out there that don't know that there are people that we can relate to that we we've gone through and that they see our success, you know, and where we've come and this long journey and to be able to be like, Whoa, that woman's gone there. She's been through what I've been through and look at her rocking it. Like that's like, there's nothing more like fulfilling than knowing that, you know what, my crap story or your crap story is now that pillar of hope for somebody else that's in the drudges right now. Right. And that's, I, I tell people all the time is that it's where I'm at. Sometimes it's, it's, it's just you're in the pit and I call it the shit pit. (laughs) So so you're in the shit pit and you're in the swirling vortex of doom. Mm -hmm. And if you have a spark of hope, all you have to do is find one other person that has a spark because two sparks together, create a flame. Yeah. And if you can bring two flames together, it creates a fire. Mm -hmm. And when you bring more fire together, then it creates an inferno and the inferno is never designed to burn you. No, it is designed to burn away what no longer serves you 
And when you can be in the inferno and stand there and know that when you're in the fire and it's part of that hero's journey that I walk my clients through is that when you are in the fire, Mm -hmm. what happens is, is the universe is like, okay, you said you're dedicated to this. All right, let's go. (laughs) And and, and you're like, Ooh, I got it. And you go through a rough spot and you're like, Ooh, that was the fire. Oh, brush my shoulders off. Oh girl, I got this. It's awesome. Yeah. And then you hit the fire. Yeah. And we dance in the fire and we're like, Ooh, oh. <laughs> oh, hot. Okay. I'm just going to back up now. It's safe over here. And then right. we dance into the fire again. It gets a little hot. And we're like, Ooh, no, 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 no. Have a little hot flash. No, <laughs> and then what happens is we start to see people like you and I that are standing in the fire yeah. and beckoning people to and just embracing it. it right. Just, it's, it's going like the people that are listening, if you could see, there is a monster Phoenix tapestry behind mm-hmm. me. And there's another Phoenix up on my wall. It's the fire that burns away everything that doesn't serve us. And when you can stand in that fire and allow it, the heat, when mm-hmm. you can, when I used to uh, teach and I would be on stage And we would call it the hot seat because if you're standing on stage in the fire, it's hot. (laughs) It's real hot. And I'm not just talking the lights, but there's all these people staring at you. And then when we were doing classes, like I, I went, I had the honor of being in New York city and I went to this class and, and I'm standing on stage and here are these people that are in the, in the hair industry that are like gods in the hair industry. And I'm facilitating in front of them. And they're giving me feedback. And I don't think there, I, it's just it's like I was pouring sweat <laughs> everywhere. And yeah. that is truly being in the fire and understanding that when I step through it, then I can reach back and help somebody go through it. Because until you've been through it, you can't lead somebody else through it. Oh, that's so true. It's that's a hundred percent true. And Like, I think with what we do as well, like people need to understand that we're so good at what we do because we've been through that crap, like multiple times. And yeah, it's not just one thing. It's like layers (laughs) upon layers upon layers. (laughs) It's not like, oh, I broke my nail and da, 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 da. So I'm going to lead you through the fire. No, I remember I went, I used to be almost 300 pounds. and, And I remember I went to like this Jenny Craig thing and. And, uh, the, the gal there was just this beautiful, tiny, petite little thing. And, and she said, you know, what brought you here? And it's my intake thing. And yeah. And I, I looked at her and I said, so how did you lose the weight? Cause here I am, I'm feeling just, yeah. you know, and she looks at me and she goes, oh, I've never been fat. Oh, <laughs> you probably shouldn't work here then, honey. <laughs> And I, and, and in the moment, thank God for the personality that I have, I looked at her and I said, if you've never been overweight, then you can't teach me how to lose weight. Yeah. You know, the gurus are out there like, oh, I can teach you how to make a million dollars. Show me your bank account that your net profit Yes. Yeah. Like I, I have people that I work with. Right. And I ask all of them to prove to me where they are. Because Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're always on an evolutionary journey, right? We're always learning. And so for me, I like, I don't just teach. I also learn because the more I learn, the more I can help. Right. Yes. And I constantly with the the people, my mentors, I've had them prove to me, like, where are you at? 
What can you provide me that is actually beneficial for me? Because, you know, when you're investing in anybody, if they haven't done it, like you're saying there, then how can you show me? And that's kind of where I, I believe in that too. And I've had others, well, you know, you might, I've had some people actually tell me and I shook my head on it and it really scratched, like made me think like in a not so healthy manner at the time when they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm not there yet, but I know how you can get there. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't you tell me how my feet feel. (laughs) You have never worn my shoes. Don't you dare tell me how my feet feel. Now you might've worn a pair of shoes that are similar to mine. You've been through the same experience. So you've been through the same experience, maybe not to the extent that I have, or even worse. So our shoes are a little bit of a different size, but you've still worn the shoes. That's, that's just it, right? That's the key. (laughs) So you don't, don't tell me. and, And I've had it so many times, you know, Oh, but I can show you how to get there. Okay. If you can show me how to get there, then why aren't you there? That's just it. Yeah. Well, I'm working on it. Great. Well, when you got it, when you got it, show me the keys, please. (laughs) Come on back and show me. And I don't, and I'm like you, Janine, I'm never going to teach something that I don't know how to do that. I haven't walked through that. I can't turn around and say, Hey, listen, I know this is really scary right now. I know this feels horrible. Trust me, it's going to get better. Yeah, it's going to be a little rough for a bit, but we're going to get you out of there. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's that's my biggest philosophy because there is a lot of, like you said, there's so many people out there that claim they can do this, that, and this, but they've never experienced this, that, or this. So it's like, hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can, maybe you can, like, I'm not, I'm not totally discrediting these people. Right. I'm just bringing light to the fact that if you haven't gone through it, how can you really help? Yeah. And, yeah. and there is lots that out there and it's really too bad because it gives, it discredits us as well. Right. Yeah. Like being in yeah. this industry, I've had many people that are like, well, what qualifies you? And so I went and got qualification because just so did I. <laughs> oh my God, see, we're twins because what I do, everybody's like, oh, well, what are your qualifications? What are your certifications? Well, yeah. okay. So listen, you don't have to have a degree to be a life coach. No, my, my, my 54 years on this planet and the shit that I have been through and I have, and I am where I'm at. That's my certification for that. The techniques that I use, absolutely. I got certified in that because to me, I'm not going to go to you and say, listen, this is what I do. I work with the unconscious mind. I help you break through traumas and and self-limiting beliefs and judgment and procrastination and all that without knowing and without having the certification behind me to say, Hey, listen, this is what I do. Yeah. No. And I like mainly I, I learned it. Right. But then I went and I dove deep into study. And I'm still learning stuff because there's always stuff coming out, right? And there's people are like, always. it's funny though, because like I was always trying to attract these clients, right? Now they come to me, which is great, but I was always trying to attract them. And all of the ones that I were attracting were literally like, what kind of certification do you have? And like at the time when I started, um, this was like six, seven years ago before I came online, I was like, I don't have certification. So I went to school and like still to this day, I'm learning more and more. Right. But it's funny because those kind of clients were constantly worried about it. And then after I got the certification, nobody asks me anymore. <laughs> like, damn it. I spent all this money and time. Yeah. To get this. 
piece of paper and now you don't care about it. Yeah. But it's, I'm attracting the people that are my people, right. That are just like, okay, I know your story. I listen to what you say. I've seen the transformation in your life from following you. I want that. And those are the kind of people that I love too, because it's like, okay, you're ready. You're in it. Let's do this. Let's go. Um, Like, you're going to be flying chasing after the, the, I, I refuse to chase after the kickers and screamers is um, what I call them. You yeah. know, they're, they're probably the ones that still have a flip phone and believe that the internet isn't real. So I, I'm not going to go and chase you and tell you, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It can save your life and save your relationships and help you become a better person when they're so far into the trenches of not yeah. feeling good. Well, it's, it's that, yeah, it's that victim headspace that it's like, okay, you know what? I've been there. I get it. And when you're ready, I'm not going to pull your teeth because I remember when I was in the trenches. Right. And like, I did a lot of things perpetually because yeah. I felt unworthy. So it was yeah. like all these traumatic events. Like I was raped many yeah. times from like yeah. childhood. Right. And yeah. then I lived on the streets as well. I was homeless for six years off and on and like abusive relationships, tons of really crappy things over and over again. But I ended up putting myself in these situations, right. Yeah. Because of my worthiness, how I felt, mm-hmm. I felt that, you know what, because of this, that happened to me as an adolescent, this is what I'm, I'm deserve in life. And yeah. it was this constant battle. Right. And then like, finally, when I realized that, you know what, I'm creating this and it took a huge event. Like I broke my back. I was paralyzed. They told me I never oh walk God. again. Yeah. I uh, broke my back. I fell off a boom lift that when I was 120 feet up in the air and I had fall protection on, that's the only thing that saved me. And yeah, my spine collapsed and I was paralyzed and they're like, you're never going to walk again. And I was like, oh my God. And I was in a hospital bed where I got treated like absolute crap. The doctors were horrible. My nurses kept calling me names, telling me like the worst possible things to say to human beings because they, I had to wear a diaper and it wasn't because I didn't want to walk to the bathroom myself. It was because I physically couldn't. And so these people just, I was alone. Right. And that I was in, I had to face me. I had to face my shadow and I had to really look at my life. And I'm like, Hmm, why am I sitting here alone? Why are these people treating me like this? Okay. This is a reflection of something. Right. And, but at the time I remember one of my mom's uh, mentors, she was an energy healer. And I was like, mom, can you call her to come heal me? <laughs> Little did I know. You know I was like, there's right? not enough energy in the world. Girl. <laughs> so she showed up. This woman showed up, bless her heart. I'm not going to name names because she, I don't know if she wants to be publicly known, but she showed up with a ghetto blaster and some CDs, some, some meditation CDs. And she's like, this is what you need. And I looked at her. I'm like, you're, you're a bitch. <laughs> what do you this mean? Not what I asked for. <laughs> no, I asked you to heal me. Yeah. I asked you to heal me. And she's like, no, honey, that's, that's not how this works. And I was like, what do you mean? I watched you. This is not how any of this yeah. works. And I'm like, I've watched you. I know that you do like kinesiology and all this stuff. And she's like, no, that's not going to help you. And she's like, you want to walk again? You want to feel better? This is it. And then she handed me a journal. And that was like the beginning of me. Like I had nothing but time on my hands. Literally, I was stuck with me. And I started looking at stuff. Right. And then like from there, it was this development journey. And I was like, whoa. And it was that shocking revelation that, holy shit, I am the creator of all of this crap. I am not a victim, but I'm playing the martyr. Like, (laughs) 
and it's the drama cycle. And it's like, I, I, I work with my clients all the time. I have one client, she was so entrenched in that drama cycle. And I told her, I said, listen, we play the drama cycle with ourselves. So you have perpetrator, rescuer and victim. And, and like with my weight, that was one of the big things is like, I sit there and I'm like, Oh, I'm so fat. I can't believe I could let this happen to me again. And so I would rescue myself with, you know, Saliva cookies. And then when I eat the sleeve of cookies, then the perpetrator would come through. Oh my God, how could you do that? You are so stupid. And you know, those voices in your head, which would sling you right back down into victim. It's that that roller coaster, right? And you're going (laughs) round and round. (laughs) And then somebody puts a mirror in front of you and you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I bless her heart for doing that because now I am where I am, right? And like, even from there, I still rebelled. I was like, no, oh, yeah. I re- I rebelled so hard. I was like, you don't know nothing. And I did. And like, then from there, like it took another year of my recovery and my pain wasn't going away and the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. And it was like this imaginary illness on top of like my paralyzation. And then it was like one day it just clicked and I was like, oh, this is me. It's the, yeah. it's, it's the pain that I have been harboring due to all yeah. these events and I've been pushing it on. And like from there, that's when I seeked help. And I was like, okay, I got to get down to business. And then from there, it was like, because I've always had people naturally flock to me for help. I was like, okay, maybe I need to switch my careers yep. <laughs> and look at something more in like the coaching psychology base because people na- like I was an, um, an esthetician, right? So same, oh. you know, me or- we are the, we are the cheapest therapists in the <laughs> yeah, entire world. I think right? anybody that does nails, hair, or stands behind a bar, we're it. Yeah. And so I was like, I was already doing this. And then from there, I wound up learning stuff because I wanted to understand my brain and what was yeah. going on. Because at the time through my, like my victim headspace, I was like, maybe I need antidepressants. Maybe I need this. Maybe I need that. There's something wrong with me. And that's because that's what society was, yep. was pushing on me. Right. They're like, Oh, well, you know, you're a single mom. Maybe you have like major postpartum that's been lengthened. And it's like, no, it was, I wasn't home with me and I needed to work through that. And yeah. so it took a while. And then I dove into my my studies. And it was actually for my own help. And then from there, I was like, okay, I'm going to go dive into this now to help other people. Cause naturally while I was working on me, more people would flock and they're yep. like, I need your help. Like, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, and that, that was the beginning. You're like, uh, and I, I always, the thing was though, oh, I always naturally intuitively knew the answer to yeah. help these people. And then that's when I started looking at the advice that I was giving. And I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should use this myself. <laughs> it's so funny when I, when I started this, you know, after, after I got uh, the hurricane and I started through my healing journey, because even up until then, seriously, Janine, I still, it was, even though I knew all about, you know, the law of attraction and all of that. And I, yeah. and I practiced it kind of when it was beneficial to me, it wasn't like a yeah. solid practice because <laughs> all of a sudden something bad, quote unquote, bad would happen. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't attract this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you did. (laughs) And it was funny because when I met the gal who I got my uh, NLP certification through, I I was like, what? Oh, now this is some voodoo bullshit. (laughs) And so I, I signed up to prove that it was bullshit. Yeah. That's kind of what I did explicit reason to be able to say 
this doesn't work. Yeah. I did that when it came to energy healing, actually. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I learned, like I took, um, angelic Reiki and I took this dream alignment course and a bunch of stuff because I was like, mm, no, they're like my, my log- logical scientific brain couldn't wrap it around there. And then my ego was so inflated that I was yep. like, nope. And then I started doing it. I'm like, wow, there's actually this. to this. <laughs> and, and now it's, it's so like funny because I- here's another thing that we have in common is I'm a level two Reiki oh. practitioner. Okay. <laughs> Kindred spirits we are. (laughs) And what's funny is that I didn't use it because of that reason. I was like, "Mm, yeah. Well, like now we're hands over people, and you're supposed to be. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing. That's it's funny. Like just how we we talk ourselves out of the things that are the most beneficial for us. Oh yeah. And (laughs) like my listeners, a lot of them, you guys do this too. You know, we've all done it. And that's why like I talk about these things because we need to shed light on the fact that we sabotage ourselves on a frequent. (laughs) Yeah. The the last, uh, I did a free masterclass on stress, anxiety, and depression. And the one thing I talked about is that, you know, cortisol, the levels of cortisol in our body, we Mm. can hold on to those levels for up to two years. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. And so the side effect of lowering your stress, and this blew me away when I learned this, the side effect when you lower your stress levels and you lower your cortisol level is self-sabotage. Yeah. So when you start lowering your cortisol levels, what happens is your body stress. I asked on the, on the class, I said, so what is the number one addiction? in the world. And everybody's like, Oh, sugar, or, you know, booze or whatever they said. And I said, those are great answers. That's yeah, the self-sabotage. <laughs> it is the, the actual number one addiction in the world is stress. Mm. That because makes your body 100%. gets used to that level of cortisol. And then all of a sudden, when you start lowering it, your body mm. goes, hey, I need my cortisol. Yeah. I need my cortisol. <laughs> Let's create and something. So what happens <laughs> Is in order to get the cortisol, you self-sabotage because it gives you that hit. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Wow. What what course did you take for that? Uh, actually, it was research. And I went through a friend of mine is like totally doing stress. And so I've been diving into stress. And the reason why, like the whole thing about the reason why sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just like hot and you're sweating and your heart is racing and you're panicking is because your stress level is so high that the, the axis in your body, (laughs) your adrenal gland. So like your hypothalamus tells your pituitary gland, which tells Mm -hmm. your adrenal gland, right? Yeah. So your adrenaline is has an automatic shutoff switch. So you see a saber tooth tiger, the adrenaline kicks in, you run away, the adrenaline goes away. Cortisol does not have a shutoff switch. Hmm. So what happens is the cortisol goes through and you start going through, it's called the HPA axis. And you start going through that. Well, those cortisol levels go up and your body keeps telling your adrenal gland, I need more cortisol. Dude, do you got any more cortisol? I need a hit. I need a hit. And your poor little adrenal gland is going, I can't give you any more, Captain, we're going down. So in the middle of the night when you're sleeping, your adrenaline kicks in because your adrenal gland is so fatigued 
that all mm. it can produce is adrenaline. So that's what wakes you up with those panic attacks in the middle of the night or during the day when you're just like, all of a sudden you're just like panicky. It's because you just got that hit of adrenaline because your body is just like, dude, I cannot give you any more of this. Stop. So what yeah. we do is we start to, you know, journal, meditate. And we're like, oh, yeah. I can't do this. Okay, well, Julie, I don't have time for to meditate for 10 minutes. I'm like, well, oh, then man, you I love meditate that one. for 20. Yeah. Well, so if oh, you can't do 10, girl, then you got to do 20. This is some bullshit. I, I love it when my clients or like anybody that, that I talk to about meditation, then they say that I can't do that. Well, I can't sit there and quietly. Well, then look at trees. <laughs> look at a candle. There are yeah. so many different forms of meditation that people don't understand. It's not just sitting there with your legs crossed, with your eyes closed and being quiet. <laughs> I tell people all the time, you can shove a crystal up your ass and pour essential oils over your head and say, oh, for hours at a time, it is not going to give you the change that you need. Mm-hmm. However, meditation will start you on the journey. Oh, one 100%. of my favorite, one of my favorite ways to meditate when I, when my brain, my thoughts are just going, going, going. And, and I know that I'm not going to be able to slow them down. No matter how many trees I hug, I grab a coloring book and color crayons. Mm, I love doing that too. Actually, mine is just and, also just sitting outside and listening to the wind. Yeah. If I can't like, you know, like just looking out, like I live right by the ocean too. So as I have the ocean behind me, <laughs> right? I go to but, the beach all the time. Yeah. I was supposed a lot to go of, today, but it, we had a thunderstorm. So I, I don't want to be yeah, with me. Kid, it's, so. it's water's my calming agent too. So watch yeah. it, listening to the waves. And like, I could be walking. It's like, people don't understand. You could be walking down the street. That is a form of meditation yeah. and you're just in the moment guys in the moment, in the moment. That, that is doesn't med- mean Worry is only, all it is doing, worrying is only bringing up your problems that are going to come down the road. You're just inviting them into your world when you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Sit in in the now, go stand outside for the love of Peter, Paul, and Mary and everything that's holy. (laughs) Yeah. Put down your fucking phone and your tablet, and your computer, and any other electronic device, mm-hmm. put it down, go s- take your shoes off. Yes, pretty woman, it really works. Take your grounding. shoes off and go <laughs> stand in grass. I, if it's raining, you will not melt. I don't care how sugary sweet you are. Yeah. Go stand outside for two to five minutes. Yeah. Earth grounding is amazing. People don't even get it. It's the, that's that vibration from the earth, right? And it yep. has a natural calming effect. Yeah. And we, I think too, because like, it depends on where you live too. Cause right where I am, um, it's getting winter. Well, not right where I am, but in Canada on the West, yeah. it's it, there's snow, I think in some places right now. So they can't do that. Right. Where I live, I can go outside barefoot all the time, which is great, but a lot of people don't have that access. So I, what I tell them is you can buy a little, even if you're like on living in a patty, like a condo or something, you can buy a little tiny pot of grass or cat grass, right? Something. (laughs) And it's in water. I mean, I tell, I, and because I'm from the West coast, originally I I'm from Washington and Oregon. Like I grew up Mm. in Washington. My mom's from Revelstoke actually. Um, Grew up in Halifax and, and moved to, to my grandparents are from Halifax. And 
So it's funny because I tell people that, you know, if, if you can't get outside, if it's freezing out, because like when I lived in Chicago and it was 20 below, I'm not going to yeah. go stand out in the, in the snow with my shoes off. That's, no. I'm not that big of an idiot. <laughs> Although I will go stand, I'll bundle up and just stand outside. Yeah. Breathing in the cold air too. And cold is cold great. another form of therapy, actually. Like, mm-hmm. what is that guy? I can't remember his name, but he does like the ice baths. Yes. And- I saw that and I was like. I'm willing. I, oh, you I gotta have try another it. mentor. I do cold showers. Like I will go ahead and I'll turn the water. Like I'll take my nice hot shower and then I turn it colder. Then I turn it colder and then I yeah. turn it colder. And then I stand in the cold. And I've learned now that that is where some of my best ideas come from. Oh, me too. I, I'm, I don't like the cold at all. Like mm-hmm. I used to live in Alberta. I now live on the West coast because cold is not my jam. We don't mix. Nope. We don't mix, nope. but well, I do the whole showers. And like when I, when the gyms were open, um, I would do ice baths, um, and like the polar, pa- okay, the polar bear dip because nope. no, because what it nope. does is it refocuses me and also many others, you know, it's been, right. there, there's people that they find the same effects. You go in, you get those ideas, but it also helps with our immune system and it boosts yeah. our health. And when our health yeah. is boosted, our mind is boosted and it's overall, you know, we're good or yeah. like a whole ecosystem inside of us. Again, I'm not a scientist or a physician, but <laughs> it does well, wonderful and, benefits. And it creates, like I tell people, so all the, they're like, well, Julie, how do, how do we get rid of the, the cortisol? And I'm like, well, it, it's in your body and it has really good thing. It gets you up in the morning. It starts mm. your day. It gives you the energy. So you have dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, which are the, the three hormones that yeah. will mitigate the cortisol. The biggest one, serotonin, which are what all antidepressants usually are the, the serotonins. Yeah. It comes to 80 to 90% of serotonin comes from your gut. So mm. there's like these little, I call them like little happy trees that are in the bottom of your gut. And they just sit there and I, they remind me of like plants on the bottom of the ocean. Like they're just sitting yeah. there waving around <laughs> and the nutrients come down. They're like, nu, 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 nu. and they see these little trees and then they make, you know, friends with each other and, and they touch each other. And then they, you know, the nutrients, they are absorbed into your body. And yeah. so then your happy hormones are turned on when that's not happening, you're eating shit food and you're not taking care of yourself and every, you know, you're totally stressed and you have overload of cortisol, the little happy trees are not so happy. And so they're like wilted. They're like, we're yeah. they're like spinach. So when the food comes down, there's nothing for it to bump up against. There's no way for it to be absorbed. So all the nutrients and the things that you need that would stimulate this, the serotonin just goes right on out the other end. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And 80%, you want a statistic that'll shock you. So 20% of the information goes from your brain to your gut. Mm. 80% of the information goes from your gut to the brain. I actually did know that my mom is really into nutrition. So she gives me all these fun little facts all the time. And she's all about like promoting different natural alternatives to help boost the body. Yes. And like, yes. as I tell her all the time, I'm like, you know, for when I was back before I'm, I, I am where I'm at, I'm at now, I was constantly like, I went on antidepressants for a little while. Yeah. I did took a so lot of, a lot of different things because I didn't understand what was going on because nobody explained it. And the doctor was pushing it. Right. And yeah. even like my psychiatrist at the time was pushing it. And like, so yeah for me, like my mom was like, what are you doing, hun? No, you got to get your gut, right. (laughs) 
you gotta, that's first and foremost. People don't want to hear that. And it's not, we don't have a system of healthcare. We have a system (laughs) of sick care. The sicker you are, the more money they make. make. And and it's just this big, it's just this big, huge thing. And I, and I talk to people all the time. I'm like, if you only understood that everything that you need mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally is inside of you. Yes. You don't need validation from someone else to tell you that you're pretty. You don't need someone else to tell you what to do, what to eat. If you would get quiet and ask your body, what would you like today? It'll tell you, it'll tell it's you. not going to tell you. Um, so <clears throat> today, Janine, I'd really like a Big Mac. Your <laughs> body is not, when you are in complete alignment with your body, your body's like, oh my God, you know, an apple would be really good right about now. Yeah. Yeah. Carrot with some hummus would be really good right about now. Yeah. It's so true. But we, you know, we do those, those cheat days, of course, we're human. Absolutely. A little glass of wine. I may or may not have had a, a calzone <laughs> last night. I may or may not have. I'm not going to say I did. And I'm not going to say you don't want to incriminate yourself. <laughs> Girl, I've, did, I've done that way too many times in my life. I'm like, uh, oh, I'm not going to go in head. Nope. We're not going to incriminate myself. Not yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Well, we are coming to the end of our, um, our live today. So I just, I got a few more questions before we wrap it up. Um, where can people find you? You've got such a fun personality and I'm sure my, my viewers would love to connect. (laughs) Oh my God. So you can find me, friend me and follow me. I would love all three. Um, so I do have my podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple, all the places that you listen to a podcast. It is called be, it's called be the Phoenix of your own life. Um, the picture is one side of the Phoenix is blue and the other side is flame. So it's, it's, uh, fire and water. Uh, the other place is is find me on Facebook, um, is, is the easiest place to find me. I do have Instagram, my Instagram handle, and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes is, uh, G R the number eight F U L the number four life. So it's grateful for life which is my personal one. It's the easiest way to find me, but my name is Julie Paulston, P-A-U-L-S-T-O-N. You can find me on Facebook. It's the quickest way. I'm, I'm old. I like Facebook. I'm not a huge Instagram person. I'm learning and I'm on the ticky talkie too. So uh, but... see, I'm not even on TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, that's, that's where my alter ego comes out. And so, yeah, that's, that's, if you really want to see some funny, yeah, Julie, like, that's, that's where I turn my alter ego loose is on TikTok because I'm like, <laughs> whatever. No, you got to have fun, right? If you're not laughing what are you doing? Right. It's like, <laughs> and if I can't laugh at myself, I mean, I have a convertible and, and I will drive down the road around Christmas time. And I put reindeer antlers on and uh, a red nose and I drive around <laughs> and with the top down. And Oh, uh, see, you sound so fun. <laughs> Too bad what, we what's, closer. what's the worst thing that somebody's going to do? <laughs> laugh at me, point at me. Yeah. Well, that's okay. just it, right? You got to be able to let loose. Life is, it is about having fun and we forget that because things come at us, right? Yeah. So it's good that you're out there doing that. Like you couldn't be promoting like the coaching that you're promoting without being a little out there. <laughs> yeah. And and I love what I do. And so what I do is I empower women to rise from the ashes of their lives, to reclaim that divine inner Phoenix, to break through the trauma and to remember who they were before the world told them who they should be. Beautiful. I love that. Well, guys, you've heard it. Thanks, Julie. Um, I'm going to make sure to put all of your info in the cliff notes. So if anybody wants to find her, you'll be able to find her. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we end this episode today? 
I have one thing, and I say it at the end of everything that I do, is that whoever is listening to this or watching this is that you are enough. Yes. You were born enough. You are enough as you sit. You're not too tall. You're not too short. You're not too thin. You're not too fat. You're not too light. You're not too dark. You are enough exactly as you sit. You were born enough. You are enough. You will always be enough. And if you could only see the divine light that shines back out of your eyes, you'd never doubt your greatness again. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Well, you guys heard it. You are enough. Thank you again, Julie, for coming on the nude beach. This was a great episode. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'm going to extend the invitation because I would love to have you on be the Phoenix of your own life. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk after the show and I will definitely love to come on your show. So everybody, thanks again for all you coming on to listen today. And we will be, be back next week for another episode at the nude beach where we get vulnerable as we unmask from the past. Take care, guys.